Good morning, everybody. Hey, it is uh, Wednesday, April 6th. You can see yesterday was uh, not a good day. And we'll talk about that and more when Dave joins us here in just a few moments. But before we do, let's just talk about your portfolio. Let's talk about what you actually can control. The question is, can you control what's happening across the pond over in Russia or Ukraine? We can't. Can you even control what's happening in Washington, D.C.? We really can't. But you can control how much risk you have in your own portfolio. That's why we developed the core retirement design to help you design the retirement that you always dreamed of. It helps you manage your risk, make sure that your risk you have is the risk you really and truly should have, making sure everything lines up properly. Hey, give us a call and let's schedule your core retirement design. It's simple. It's easy. Just give us a call at 863-382-0037. And with that, uh, we've got Dave coming up next. One seven light FM. Colby Kelly is there. We're eight forty one now. It's nineteen before nine. Let's check in on your money and see how Wall Street is treating your retirement funds. And I'm sorry to tell you, folks, that this morning so far not all that hot. Let's go down to the offices of Statler Financial Services. Philip Statler standing by. Philip, good morning. How you doing today? Hey, good morning, David. Doing pretty well today. Hey, I just want to start out this morning saying it's not my fault that uh, I'm talking like things are coming to an end today because things just aren't looking real, real rosy for me today. Uh, I'm assuming you're talking about finances, right? Oh, yeah, definitely finances. Definitely finances coming off a really not a good day yesterday. And today isn't looking any better. And I just... I keep looking for good news and I'm having a hard time finding it today, Dave. And and for that, I apologize. I understand. Yeah. And, and you, you and I normally end up bounce off each other because I'm the one with the rose colored glasses and you're the one that sometimes sounds like you got stinking thinking and I'm not feeling a whole lot better than you are. Let's set the table. First of all, yesterday, it was a down day on Wall Street. The Dow was off 281 points. The S&P was off by 57 and a half. And NASDAQ, after a pretty good day the day before, decided, oh, what the heck, let's shed it all. So it was down 328 points, down two and a quarter percent. And much as anything, I think you and I are kind of looking at it about the same darn way. Lael Brainerd, the vice chair of the Federal Reserve, has been uh, doing the rubber chicken circuit. Now, Lael Brainerd is the lady appointed by uh, President Biden and was one of the ones that was in the running for the chairman's position when he decided to to reappoint Paulson. So we're talking about a heavy hitter in the Federal Reserve and a dove from the school of Janet Yellen. So she's supposed to be the one that's talking about stimulating jobs and all of that stuff and keep the economy perking. On the rubber chicken circuit yesterday, she said that uh, the central bank would be moving to rapidly shrink its balance sheet of $9 trillion. In other words, start selling the bonds like chiclets, and all of a sudden she's sounding like Bullard and the rest of the hawks on the Fed. And boy, the market didn't like that one tiny little bit yesterday, did it? They, they really didn't, David. Did not like that at all. And let's face it, that, uh, man, if they start doing that in, in light of what's happening in uh, Russia and the Ukraine and, and the shortages we're already having, um, that's going to put a lot of pressure on everything. It's going to suck so much money out of the money supply that uh, it, it, my fear is that that in itself could spin us into a recession 
uh, quicker than you and I want to and harder than you and I think we should. And, you know, that's the thing that I've been saying for a long time. One thing that the world markets have always said, both by their actions and by the uh, and, and by the other central banks, the surveys have always indicated our Federal Reserve is famous for overreacting and underreacting to economic stimulus. And it looks right now like we're starting to bump into some overreaction going on because with so much else going on, so much other junk, yes, we need an interest rate increase. Yes, you and I kind of felt that last month they should have looked at a half a percent increase instead of a quarter percent increase, but you can overreact too. And when the doves are starting to sound like hawks and bringing out the heavy artillery, uh, I'm almost a little nervous to hear what the Fed minutes are going to look like this afternoon when they come out at two. Yeah, that's going to be a, I mean, we're already heading south this morning, but think about two o'clock today. And when those minutes are released, it's going to be interesting to see uh, what, how the market digests them, what it says and, uh, and what the markets look like at the end of the day. Absolutely. We got the dot plots off of the uh, Federal Reserve meeting itself a few weeks ago, and we all know that all of the governors that are sitting on the on the open market committee are in favor of accelerating the uh, tightening of the money supply. But at the same time, like I said, when you get across the entire spectrum of politics on the uh, open market committee, uh, when Leo Brainerd starts talking about you know bringing out tanks and heavy artillery and selling off the bonds on the uh, balance sheet, it kind of takes any hope of a dovish reaction kind of off the table, doesn't it? It, it? it does, you know, and that's uh, and that's a little concerning, I think, to both of us that um, it really could uh, accelerate things. And, and that acceleration uh, may not be really what we need right now. Uh, yeah, it's kind of sort of the situation. I, uh, I brought this example up back before in the early 80s. We had a big problem with inflation. It cost Jimmy Carter his job got us Ronald Reagan, and Reagan's Fed ended up uh, tightening up the money supply a little bit too tight. And granted, it was a short recession, and yes, it did cure the inflation problem because we went 30-odd years with not much inflation to worry about at all, but the, 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 the effect of the uh, rapid tightening of the money supply was a really, really deep recession. So overreaction from the Federal Reserve uh, can kind of botch up life for us regular folks on the street real fast. Uh, that's right. It, it, it can. And um, and my, my fear is that we will start to see some of that. Um, and, and we'll just have to see what the what the minutes say at two o'clock. And, and this will just be the first step. Right. I mean, they've been talking about this for a while now. And finally, to put stuff in motion really and truly to me means that, uh, you know, going forward, We'll continue to see increases in interest rates. The question is, how much other things are they going to do to their balance sheet to kind of cut through um, the money supply? Absolutely. The uh, economic fact of life is you unload and you sell a whole boatload of bonds all at once. Uh, the price ends up going down. That means the yield goes up. That means the uh, rate that companies pay for expansion, for opening new stores, for buying new equipment and everything when they borrow money, that rate goes through the roof, everything being relative, and that slows down the economy. So it's a point of concern. The other macro element that we've got going on is the uh, mortgage bankers and a weekly mortgage application number. Uh, I'll take what little good news I can out of it. Last week it was down 6.8%. This week it was only down 6.3%. And that's really small comfort because it does mean that people are maybe overreacting a little bit to the fact that, yeah, mortgage rates are going up. 
Well, it is. I mean, mortgage rates are going up. The 30-year fixed rate on a conforming loan, which is basically less than $650,000 with 20% down, has bumped a tenth of a percent. It's at 4.9% right now, which means anything less than that for down payment wise, you're into the 5.1, 5.2%, I would think, uh, based on what I see here. The, um, you know, one of the things we talk about always is not just new home purchase applications, but refinance purchases or, or refinance applications. Um, they dropped uh, another 10% week to week. And yeah, no. uh, I'll yeah. tell you that 2.9% I got when I refinanced mine about seven, eight months ago is really starting to look like a bargain basement right now. Yeah. And if you look at refinances year over year, same week a year ago, we're down mm-hmm. 62% on refis. And, and the thing is, there's something you and I have both said. There's a fixed value that is a market sweet spot for the price to buy a home. And the thing is, so far anyway, because of all of the cash purchases taking place, housing values haven't leveled off yet. They're still climbing at this point. So uh, until we get to that point of equilibrium for housing prices to match where the interest rate is, we're going to continue to see this decrease in mortgage applications going in. So uh, you know, there's a winning, there's a sifting and winnowing effect going on in the mortgage market right now that's going to be a little painful for folks for a little while. It is. And um, we'll continue to follow that to see, you know, at what point will this start affecting construction and new home and and even existing home sales? At what point do we start to see those numbers fall off? And and I told you before we went on the air that we think we need to draw a line in the sand here and look three to six months from now and see what the results are when we look at construction and, and home sales. At the rate we're going three to six months from now, we might be on our way out of a really deep recession, depending upon what those Fed Fed minutes say today. Uh, That's true. Could be. (laughs) You and I are both sounding like stinking thinking this morning. What's wrong with us? Uh, The headlines aren't helping any. Let's let's put it Uh, that way, Dave. That is an absolute fact. As mentioned, we've been alluding to it. Number one, the Fed is talking about tightening up the money supply even more. And uh, at 2 p.m. this afternoon, we're going to end up seeing that seismograph on the charts when the uh, minutes of the last Federal Reserve Open Market Committee meet. For the moment, the market is kind of sitting on its hands and uh, reacting to Lael Brainerd with a negative reaction at the moment. And we'll find out exactly what goes on at 2 this afternoon with uh, real-time prices as the uh, market really responds to what they see. Uh, we aren't into earnings season yet. Have we got any business news from any of the companies that get traded that we've got to talk about this morning? Actually, Dave, we've got a few little uh, companies that have reported some earnings. All right. Yeah. So we've got Tilray. Uh, you know, they're the marijuana hemp producers. And uh, they had an unexpected profit for this last quarter, even though their revenue did fall further than, than was expected. Uh, but they've, they've got a new deal. They've got a mm-hmm. deal with Whole Foods. Now, Whole Foods isn't going to be selling marijuana, folks, but, <laughs> but they are. Um, uh, Tilray has a subsidiary that produces a hemp powder. And so they've come up with an agreement with Whole Foods to sell that. So that's helping them this morning as well. Uh, Tilray's up almost 11% this morning. Cool. I, yeah, I, know you, I know you follow the weed stocks more than I do because I don't see them on my S&P ticker, but uh, it, it, as you develop the ancillary byproducts to weed, like you say, like the, uh, the hemp powder and the like, I would imagine that's going to be a growth category, even with all the giggles we do about selling weed in the public-traded markets. 
Oh yeah, definitely. You know, cause there, there's obviously um, health benefits to some of that stuff. And so uh, we'll continue to see health food stores and whole food type places that will pick that kind of stuff up and, and, and put on the shelves. Understood. Um, what else we got? So the other one we have is uh, I got two more. This one's not a name that we're going to know, but it's called Array Technology. Um, they are a, a manufacturer of um, solar, um, not solar equipment, but the 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 mechanism that solar equipment's held by. So some framing, oh. some motors, and that kind of stuff. Um, they had a good quarter. Uh, they uh, better than expected revenue and profit. They um, they are going through a little bit of a CEO change right now, but still they're a big winner, uh, up almost thirteen percent this morning. Um, so it's good to see this when we look at the futures all in red. It's nice to see some companies are actually uh, going to be in the green this morning. The, Absolutely. Uh, the last one I have for you is called Simply Good Foods, um, which must be good, right? So they're a nutritional food and snack maker. They reported better than expected profit and revenue for last quarter and then kicked that in a little bit more. They raised their full full year forecast in sales and revenue. So they're up about three, almost 3.5% this morning. Like you say, some good news is always good to see because we don't have a lot on the macro front. Fear and greed index, by the way, is staying pure neutral on the markets, which kind of surprises me to tell you the truth. Resetting the table down day yesterday on Wall Street, 45 minutes before we start trading this morning. Philip, what are we looking at? You know, I, I see a lot of, uh, of red ink on the uh, index side of things. Uh, we've got the Dow 30 down almost seven-tenths of a percent. The S&P 500 is down nine-tenths of a percent. And then the, and then the tech-heavy NASDAQ 100 down a little over one and a half percent today, Dave. Not, uh, it's going to be a rough start to the morning. And when we um, go to the other side of the coin, silver's down three-quarters of a percent. Gold's down ten, uh, a tenth of a percent. And crude oil is heading up again. It's not as bad as yesterday, but it's up one percent to 103 a barrel. And that's about where I think we were yesterday morning at this time. So we can deal with that for the short term. Uh, it's a little lower. I think we started yesterday morning about a 104. Yeah, I think you had it at 104. My delayed quotes were at 103. I remember that exchange yesterday. Overseas markets, we had kind of a mixed bag in the Asian rim. Hong Kong was off substantially, but Japan and China's mainland markets were kind of flat. The European markets are looking at our futures and our track record from yesterday and going, oh, golly, they're all in the red. Uh, Germany's down by almost 2%. France by a little over 2% midway through their day. Uh, like we've been saying, a rubber chicken speech from a big wig at the Fed can tank the markets for a day. That's something you can't control. Putting too much money at risk is something you can. How do I find you to avoid that syndrome? You know, you're absolutely right, Dave. And that's why we developed the core retirement design to help people understand and control the risks they have in their current portfolio and to make sure that it really matches up with the amount of risk that they can stomach through the ups and downs of the marketplace. Give us a call at 863 382-0037 for your core retirement design. Join us this weekend for the Statler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk 730 and 95.3 FM. And back here again tomorrow morning, and you and I can uh, make a, a pinky finger promise to each other to take some happy pills before tomorrow morning, all right? Hey, we will do our best for sure. <laughs> Thank you, my friend. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services, Philip Statler.
And folks, again, I want to thank you for joining us today as we head middle way through the week. And, uh, and, and I hope things are going well for you. And I hope you'll join me again tomorrow. Same time, same place, right here. Like us, share us, promote us. We really appreciate it. Have a great day. Until tomorrow. Bye now.